trending news right now. Looking at what's happened then in the world of hashtags and uh, the news generally with Adekunle Owolabi, we'll look at the past 24 hours on this uh, Thursday. He's researcher, analyst, journalist and social commentator joining us on this thriving one. How are you, Ade? Hi, I'm Moni Nasanda. I'm doing very well on yourself. I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, but what's not so good is the gender-based violence news that we hear all the time. Today, we talk of religious leaders, firstly, who have been blamed for turning a blind eye on gender-based violence, specifically within churches. So this was mentioned at the Presidential Summit on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide. Um, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a disturbing um, um, state of mind, I would say, for myself, and knowing how we've been addressing this issue. And I know December is coming now. We'll have the 16 days of um, activism again. It's becoming like a, a norm. And, and this is something that I'm even puzzled at the state that we have as a country and trying to understand, are we making progress around these or are we not? And these are similar questions that people are also asking on Twitter as well. And I, I, I don't know, how this really disturbing us under and um, this kind of news that we hear and is really deeply worrying for me as a person. And some of those perpetrators of gender-based violence we've heard in the news have been religious leaders. There's stories after stories that have emerged from church buildings in terms of those who've experienced gender-based violence. What is the role of religious leaders and the church when it comes to gender-based violence, in your view? Um, From my view, and I I, I would believe that... um, religious leaders i mean the religious institution is is a support uh, it's a support system um to to assist and also be able to um to help everyone and also sort of trying to put up some sort of balance in society yes and for some are, are not religious i mean some might choose to be indifferent as well but now we need to look at um, the moral compass here and as they have been put in that position where they have to play that role in trying to instill some values in in us as human and also values in society. And that is what the church has been known for. But unfortunately, it's not some cases that we hear might be really be bizarre and really um, be disturbing as I am so quite disturbed about this news when I first found out as well. Another disturbing issue on the same topic, hashtag Ekuruleni rapist, that serial rapist who has admitted to 90 counts of rape, including women and children who goes by the name of Nkosinati Pagati. This has been a nine-year-long reign of terror, we've discovered. Yes, um... Well, um, I, I, I'm not entirely sure how South Africa is still standing and the people in South Africa have been able to absorb all of this, knowing that um, there are still many cases that may never get to have been reported as well. And 
when this rape is admitting to this count of rape. And the question that comes afterwards is, are they really 90? Could there really be more? And mm. I think I found out the message that was also like, um, is, is this really 90? And can the SAPs can they confirm it as well? And trying to understand the mental state of this um, accused. And um, I'm I'm just putting so many questions that are coming to my mind around this. Um, some sometimes do make this make this thing up. Is this accused making this up? And if the SAPS can actually um, confirm this and trying to see um, if this is really is this person okay? Is this person normal? Like, how do you get to that state of mind? And you have to go through all of this and. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's worrying. It's really, really worrying. And when Ekuruleni is, it's, it's a, it's a region that um, we've seen service protests and all sort of things. It doesn't really matter now where in the country, but this is one case that um, really, really sh- shocking. It's Ninety, chilling. chilling. The youngest pounds. victim being nine years old, and I think also because he, his mo was that he would do chores in people's houses. And that's how he would gain entry. He would uh, do the laundry, do the lawns, uh, whatever needed fixing in the house, you know. And, and I'm thinking that that's just so calculated. And then again, you know, it's going to shine the spotlight in terms of those who are honestly trying to earn a living, who stand in the corners of our streets, you know, with the placards saying, I'm a Tyler, I'm a... Uh, whatever, domestic worker, I can do your garden and all of that, now not getting jobs because of this particular story. Exactly, Asanda. And it's going to change a lot of things. And, and I mean, he had about 148 charges and he pled guilty to Hall. And, and, it's, and I begin to look at this, considering how he explained some of the, the, the method and the, the ways that he actually used to lure his victims. Um, I mean, as parents, society, we need a lot of things needs to be done and we need to start changing and how we apply raising of children, um, interacting with each other. We need to start putting our guards on if they were not there in the first place. Um, I'm not entirely sure if all of this is going to help because this is someone that is quite calculative and um, knows how to um, find his victims and how to actually get them. It's, it's, it's really, really chilling. And um, I don't even know how to react towards this news that, that came out of Mzanzi yeah. um, in this past few days. So let's move on. Hashtag um, Kwebane talking about the parliamentary inquiry into our former or uh, well, public protector question mark Busisiwem Kwebane's fitness to hold office. So the, that inquiry has heard evidence now of how she feared for her life and of being poisoned. Yes, um, I think this is a story that um, we've also um, managed to discuss. I think one of our session and getting to see that uh, there's just been this back and forth around this um, um, inquiry around uh, around our former um, public protector. That, that this what the one of the things that I picked up from this um, news and how this inquiry was going is. Can we really establish that our, our life is in danger? And if truly we can confirm that 
it is on us as citizens of the country and also onto the government to be able to to look into this. It is, I think for me, I see a woman here that is not just fighting for a job, but now fighting for her life. And when it comes to such um, allegation, whether true or not, I think it's something that the government needs to take really serious and, and also put quite a lot of other things aside and investigate this. And if truly we can confirm it, we need to, she needs to be protected now. And she was from protecting the country now to her trying to protect herself. Well, evidence heard from head of legal at the office of the public protector, uh, Van der Merwe, was saying that no evidence of poisoning was found after further investigations from a letter that she wrote to say uh, she was fearing for her life and that this alleged poisoning turned out to be just an upset stomach due to too much consumption of fried chicken. What do you make of that? Exactly. And if that would, if this truly it is, because now when it comes to the law, um, everyone would bring every, I mean, people actually have to bring evidence and proof and semantics and ways of, of getting to win their case. And if this is, as I, um, as I would um, say, if this is how it is, but I think... Then, then the, they need to actually switch the, the the conversations now. And if she was actually allegations were true that this were made up, um, then it's a problem. It's indeed a problem. But what is the outcome of this? What do we what do we end up to achieve from this? Because this definitely will have an impact, and not just on the country, but also on the reputation of our legal system and there's a constitutional court as well and i do wait i'm actually waiting that this case might actually drag to that to that to that and 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 see how she would get to see if she get to win or she wouldn't let's move overseas then Uh, well not really i guess it's an international story elon musk saying it may take weeks for banned twitter accounts to be restored Uh, And I think the example that we all have our eyes on is that of former U.S. President Donald Trump, who's uh, become deplatformed or de-allowed or unallowed or uninvited, whatever the words are, uh, (laughs) after he incited uh, or alleged to be have incited last year's attack on the capital, the capital there in the U.S. by a mob. So what do we expect uh, could happen here in terms of what we could expect in the deplatformation of persons of interest? I, I may need to find my dictionary as on that quickly to answer <laughs> all the questions terms. around this. <laughs> yeah. But what but, but I think with Elon Musk is quite unpredictable. And as some would think he is predictable, but I still think he is not. And he's finding his ways of actually pulling surprises on everyone. But some of the things that I think one can expect is, yes, we may get to have uh, the former president Donald Trump back and some people that were actually being banned from the platform that he thinks were not justified. And we should also know that on Twitter, um, there's a lot of both and automation. Even myself, I struggle using Twitter because I travel a lot and there is that IP that keep complaining about where I'm logging in from. And sometimes I just leave it and I would have to get some ways of around it. So there might be some of those cases where they're being investigated. And there's also been a rumor that um, people may be charged like 20 US dollars for having to keep their 
their verified account per month and people are not happy about it but i'm like 20 dollars to keep a verified account i think it's not bad if it's actually working for you and if you getting making money out of it and we also open the edit button on twitter would also come as well even might be some um, character increase as well and but they might we never know. And as we know, Elon Musk, I think he's unpredictable. But these are some of the things that people are keeping their fingers up on to see if they might come to Twitter. Um, maybe not anytime soon, but they will eventually come. And he's here to free the bird indeed and get us to, to see different things that we've never experienced with it. Well, whether it takes long or not, as he says, it might take weeks or whatever it will be. What should be part of that process of reinstating those deplatformed members i mean we talk of a, a move away from cancel culture we talk of giving people second chances we talk of understanding people's i guess uh, states of minds at the times that they tweet and all of that what do you think should be part of that process of reinstating those who are deplatformed um i think knowing twitter is a place where there's quite a lot of um uh, quite a lot of bro- rules are broken on Twitter, if I would say, and they are they accept quite different kind of content on it, and which would be um, one of the I would say one of the metrics that will be used in judging um, the people that were banned and were in the process of being returned or not, and and now. Um, we have to now begin to look at the opinions and also we need to look at uh, what is Twitter's community standard now. And I think that's where we're going to begin from. People need to understand it. And some might say, look, we don't want Trump back, but they might be like, look, our community standard allows him to be, to be account to be restored and people will have the ha-ha moment about this. So I think that is where we begin from. And I haven't read it myself. I might need to try and educate myself around it. But if the community standard allows him to, to be re- returned, I think definitely it would be. And um, and I think that standard um, will be where a lot of court accounts have been banned too. They might not be famous. And if it allows them to, to bring him back and... It's more like some even allege that it might be a personal grant because Elon Musk and Trump, they sort of have quite a lot of things in common. has been alleged on the tweet, one of the tweets that I found online. But I think they're going to have to play with the books now because he might be the new owner, but there's also the term T's and C's that uh, that needs to be applied here in in this regard. Yeah, and staying with the U.S., then hashtag Obama, uh, the former president of the U.S., they're warning of more people getting hurt if political climate in the U.S. does not change. As he was, uh, you know, of course, we've got the November 8 elections that are coming up, and he was lending his star power to candidates in the races for the U.S. Senate and uh, uh, governorship. So Obama's expressing concern at the erosion of civility and democratic norms. And how much power... Will this uh, or these sentiments hold then as it comes to the time of elections in the U.S.? Absolutely. This um, Twitter is it's and several other platforms, but being Twitter, it's 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 going to it, it's 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 a driving force. And and um, knowing that Twitter was also banned in, in, in Nigeria at some point in time and and Twitter had to meet with the government and they have to resolve their differences and they have to be restored again. And it, it's, it's still 
after like um i think every country obviously have their laws and rules and we we need to now begin to review what is twitter's role when do they draw the line where do we begin to look at who, uh, the the opinion or the rights of or inf to information um of individuals and to when you are now actually um infringing on the other people's right so i mean i share former president obama's um concern as well I, and i do think that if there's any issue from be it a government or an individual they should be able to engage twitter around it and they can have an open conversation on their concern and i think with twitter they're also trying to see how they can re review some of these cases as some of these cases might be related to both and some of the algorithms uh, changes that were on the side one of the reasons why he had walked out of the deal the allegation that he put up was there are numbers of the account on the users and the excessive use of bots on Twitter, and which was denied. But that was one of the things that um, he was also trying to look at in terms of um, fixing this um, platform that everyone seems to love so much as well. Ade, let's leave it on that note and maybe just ending off on a not-so-nice note. I mean, we were already saying that the story is chilling, but Andy the Vet uh, saying that rapist guy makes me sick, is evil, and does not deserve to be around people. Imagine the life of that nine-year-old girl being raped. She will never heal. And, uh, yeah, the chilling thing is for me, I feel like it's not even him luring his victims. He literally was coming into people's houses, doing chores for them. And that's how he would gain entry. You never think that somebody who's looking for a job is going to turn around and be the 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 evil guy i mean really you, you're also trying to give people jobs we know in this country and the economy that it is and uh, this resulted in 90 counts and as you say it could be more absolutely uh, i mean this is uh, one of those um stories that you would that you would hear and and you would just have this um chilling effect and just wondering how on earth would someone really do this to another human you're being you're not even luring and your people you're literally walking into their space their personal space it's crazy it is crazy yeah, it is crazy. it is crazy and we need to we need we need the, the law enforcement to to actually have to work on um on on and on, on what needs to be done as well as there have been calls on social media for death penalty and and that's a long shot and it's, it's we can't just bring death penalty just from a vote in the parliament there's a lot of things that yeah, are involved in, in bringing this into it thanks and again i do not i thanks so much again. Yeah, thank you for uh, Ade, Thank you, Sandra. Thursday. Adekunle Olabi, social commentator, academic researcher, journalist, digital strategist, and social commentator on our trending news.